welcome to the uh, race three uh, podcast from Purple Podcast. Purple Podcast. Good, good job. Great, great. I think I think we've <laughs> managed to fuck up the start of every podcast. I know. Because for some reason we cannot we cannot pronounce F1 Purple Rain. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to race three F1 Purple Rain podcast with me, Dominic Ryan. I'm me. I'm me, Ryan. So, uh, Ryan, how have you been? How's your week? Yeah, my week's not been too bad, mate. Not too bad. Just the standard working away every single day, <laughs> which has been great. Um, obviously, the week before, I went out for some runs, but uh, let's just say that that took a wee bit out of me. So I've decided to take a week's break. A week break from um, running? <laughs> yeah. Um, when I say a week break, I mean, I'll probably never go out running ever again. So... <laughs> <laughs> My 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 new fitness regime has lasted three days, so yeah, yeah, it was a decent week. What about yourself? Ah, uh, just really busy with work. I mean, I've been doing no running, but uh, I did clock up uh, twenty five thousand steps the other day just in work and uh, home. So nice. That's a that's a good amount of steps. And now, like, I don't know what that means in like in terms of fitness, but uh, I'm on my feet a lot basically. <laughs> Well, I don't think it matters whether you run or walk about. So it's all the same, isn't it? Well, I'm not losing any weight, so we'll see. But I definitely need to work on losing some weight. I'm thinking that I might go uh, change my diet again. We'll see. What are you going to change your diet to? Dust? <laughs> well, I went vegan last year for one month and I lost 10 kilos during that time. So uh, I might try that again just before I go on holiday. Uh, interestingly i was watching a video of a, a vegan man trying meat for the first time it was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> he had a, he had a he had a, a couple of bits of bacon and was like oh my god what have i been missing out on this is so <laughs> good <laughs> bacon is good like <laughs> he was like he's like why have i not had this why why have i never had this before and our special guest this week dougie how are you doing, all right? Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Dougie. Joining the Purple Rain. That's an excellent introduction there, Dougie. <laughs> I feel like all three of us keep giving us a different interpretation of our name. I call it Formula One Purple Rain. He calls it just Purple Rain. And I think Ryan's the only one's getting it right. It's F1 Purple Rain. <laughs> well, we didn't, didn't name it the F- name. I just went, I'm joining the Purple Rain. Oh, I think you'll buy the actual but, name. But you're joining... The F1 Purple Rain podcast, which is its official name. That is fine. I'll be the only one who says it official. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Maybe down the line when we're more famous, we'll just call it Purple Rain or PR. Who knows? We'll see. Who, who knows? We'll see. All good. All good. Yeah. So, uh, been a bit of news this week in um, Formula One before the uh, race weekend. I see that the, uh, the I was uh, reading that the FIA have come out and uh, they're now going to enforce uh, jewellery being worn. And uh, I'll try to pronounce the word jewellery again, as I'm always slurring on this podcast and being uh, <laughs> constantly ripped for the amount of slurring I make. So jewellery, they've come out and basically enforced no piercings and uh, everyone is in an outrage because it's basically just penalising only Hamilton because he's the only one that's wearing piercings anyway at a race weekend. But he's come out and said, well, apparently the rule's been enforced since 2015, but all of a sudden now they're enforcing it. Um, Do you know, it's not just jewellery, it's um, also pants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but... Because yeah. well, Hamilton doesn't wear his race pants. 
Uh, During right. after interviews and stuff, he wears them like I said last week. He was wearing them funky shorts. <laughs> like what? I, what I don't understand. What is there going to be a, a fire and they need a fighter suit? I don't understand. It seems a bit that's pointless. Exactly, that's exactly what it's supposed to be for, isn't it? It's um, no one's allowed to wear the lucky pants anymore for racing. They've got to wear fire retardant pants and then the fire retardant leggings and then their overalls. Yeah, but, yeah, right. but he's doing he's doing post race interviews. Yeah. In shorts, how he's, he's got to catch fire randomly in the middle of the interview paddock. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense, and I, I don't get, I don't get it. It makes no sense. It seems a bit pointless. Uh, I'm sure there's bigger things to worry about this season than about what pants uh, Lewis is wearing. But yeah, it made me laugh. It just seems pointless. I mean, I understand the jewelry. Maybe if you have to get, if he was a huge accident and you have to get his helmet off, and maybe the jewelry might catch on the inside of the helmet. And I can, see, I can understand how that's a health and safety issue. But uh, I mean, the pants. Yeah, it's just bigger it, things to worry about. Just seems to be targeting Lewis for some strange reason. But well, when are they not? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Find him every race, and you're like. Okay, find me five grand. I've got plenty of money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, as, lo- as long as it's not points, yeah, knock yourself out. Uh, talking about fines in practice, did you see? Did you see uh, Sebastian Vettel what, uh, racing around on a moped on track, waving like the Queen, two hands? He goes goes round like he's. That's, a- that's already the highlight of the season. I know. Yeah, for me, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. When I heard no, about it, I had to. Uh, no uh, hands, just. <laughs> Strolling around like like the track is on a emo fair, just like woo. <laughs> it looked like he was at a circus, loving it, just doing the Queen's wave with both hands. <laughs> but yeah, but he got he got fined five grand for having a moped ride. Uh, to be honest, if I had his sort of money, I would pay five grand to drive a moped around the track. Be the right laugh. I'd pay it every. I'd pay it every week. <laughs> he wasn't even wearing his helmet. Like he was like he was wearing his helmet on, like it was a fedora. It was just yeah, like sitting like on top of his hat, just doing no hands on the time of his life. Unbelievable. What a guy. First race back and he's already causing chaos. I know. Um, I saw uh, also this week, uh, Horner had come out and made some more comments about the DRS line. And I know in our last podcast, uh, I said that we should get rid of DRS completely. But we also, we all, for some mad reason, uh, managed to agree with Horner on the fact that uh, it's not right that you, these cat and mouse games are being played where people are breaking for like non-corners but Horner's come out and actually made a better suggestion than mine whereas I was saying let's get rid of DRS Horner said well just move the DRS line to on the corner where you're breaking anyway and it'll people won't completely ruin their uh their lap time for that yeah and, uh, that, that, makes probably makes, that probably does make a bit more sense instead of having it like was it like 10 meters before the corner so they automatically break away earlier the line I, I mean I think the FIA need to review the whole system completely um, anyway if it's moving the line or getting rid of it I, I just think we can't have many more races like Jeddah and even last season like when the, the title was clinched last season by Max Max and Hamilton had the same thing where they were breaking for the for the line which is it's just mad and it's not racing is it yeah it's 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 all by tactics like with the DRS and it just kind of makes it a bit predictable where you know Max is behind Lewis and you go okay he's just going to stop way way early get the DRS and then just shoot past him in the next corner but I don't know if you've seen but um to get rid of one of the DRS zones for this weekend. Australia was supposed to have four, and now they've decided that yep. the fourth one's probably a bit too much and got rid of it for health and safety concerns. Yeah, I just don't get how that's health and safety related. Why would they get rid of a DRS zone? Um, but to be honest, I think fours were also way too many, I think. Yeah, fours, like that's well, 
like it's, in all the straights, it's probably like seventy percent of the track's going to be just DRS. Uh, it, for me, it just makes no. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like one extreme to the other. There's me saying last week, let's get rid of it. Now this this week we come to a race with four of them. I'm like, but now okay, yeah, they've, yeah. they've brought it to three. But I'm thinking, it seems it's a like mess. it's like they've heard your suggestion and went, you know what? We'll do the complete opposite of what Don wants. We'll just add more and more DRS out. I just think they need to sit down and have a rethink. I think the the FIA are lost to what to do with it. Um, it needs to be revised 100%. I think they're too busy trying to enforce the jewellery um, rule, so <laughs> they are, DRS is taking a back seat at the minute. Yeah, I mean, it's really important, the jewellery. You need to really keep an eye on that. Oh, yeah, it could definitely decide the championship this year, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wanted to touch as well on this, uh, I heard this week, uh, to touch on Dougie's point, actually, that he mentioned in the last podcast about uh, VW coming into the sport. Uh, I've now heard rumours, so it's obviously the rumour mill is uh, building up, but I've now heard rumours that McLaren have, are in talks or there's rumours that McLaren are being linked to Audi in particular. And I've also heard rumours that uh, Porsche uh, are, have an interest in buying the powertrain from Red Bull. Yeah, and obviously coming in, coming into the sport and taking over the powertrain from Red Bull, so it would be Porsche, Red Bull Porsche or Porsche Red Bull, however they'll yeah. divvy that up. But it's interesting because obviously Audi and Porsche are from the same group and the company VW group won't want to spend millions fighting each other. It makes no sense at all. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see in a few years' time what, how that materialises. And obviously, the Mercedes power engine is not very good at the moment. Um, probably people will be looking to see what other people can bring into the sport. Maybe it'll be better. It'll be interesting to see. What's your thoughts yeah, on you it? Know, you never know what could happen. You know, like Dougie said, you might see a Mercedes with a Ferrari engine. Ha! But because <laughs> I think I think McLaren were linked previously with another car manufacturer, but they've pulled out, so that's why Audi have took an interest in in them. Um, and then I think the Porsche Red Bull thing's been linked for a while, hasn't it? Like not like like as intense and as like probably like concrete as it is now, but there's been rumors for like a couple of years where Porsche have been kind of lingered around, seeing what Red Bull are going to yeah. do. You know what? If that if there is any truth to that rumor, then I bet you there'll be uh, you'll see more Mark Webber. Because Mark Webber left Red Bull and went straight to Porsche, and he raced with Porsche for a good number of years. And if that is the case, I'm sure he'll be some sort of consultant. He'll come back and he'll be uh, supporting the teams and the transition. I'm sure, 100% sure, because he, yeah, he left on reasonable good terms considering his fallout with Sebastian Vettel at Red Bull. Yeah. But uh, he went straight to Porsche after that, and he was uh, quite successful, I think. So it'd be interesting to see. Maybe we'll see, I mean, obviously not racing, Mark Webber, but uh, you'll see him in some capacity. Maybe a little bit like uh, when, just like an advisor, you know, when um, Nicky Lauda came to support Mercedes. Yeah, to Mercedes, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that could be interesting. Like, it'd be good to see if that does happen. Maybe do you think Mark Webber's been involved in talks between Red Bull and Porsche to see, to try and, as like an intermediary, because obviously he's raced for both of them then. Let's start that rumor now. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's that's hundred percent. Go yeah, rule with that. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I heard Mark Webber yep. is <laughs> definitely uh, supporting uh, and uh, uh, aiding the talks between the two. Hundred percent. Okay. Yep. We'll heard, start that. Start that vicious first. rumor. <laughs> yep. Heard it here first. F1 Purple Rain exclusive. I thought he was going to be a bit more extreme with the rumor, like Mark Webber's coming back to be a driver. Wow, he's a bit old. Yeah. <laughs> heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, heard it here first. Mark Another Webber Purple is... Rain exclusive. Mark Webber is old. <laughs> <laughs> exclusive. Uh, I heard also in the week as well a little bit about um, apparently Lewis Hamilton has come out and said that he wouldn't be down, he wouldn't say no to the idea of having a biography made about him, uh, like what Will Smith did with um, uh, the Williams sisters in King Richard. 
uh, he's come that, out. That'd, that'd be interesting. Has he said who he wants to play him? No, he hasn't said who he wants to play him, but he said he'd be. He's um, warming to the idea. Uh, so that'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it? Because I think he obviously he's got a really good relationship with Will Smith, and um, there's some funny videos of them uh, doing stuff together in the past. But yeah, obviously the film was very successful, and I think he'd like to have something like that done for himself. Yeah, and it's not like he, like he's had a very interesting like route to F1. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be quite actually it'd be quite interesting to see how how that plans out if there is a film and. How it will, if how it will deal with all, like, obviously, Helm was talking about before, like, the racism he's, like, received throughout yeah. his junior career, go-karting all the way up to F1, and including F1, as we know, from last year. Well, it'd be really interesting, because it'd have to be English actors, wouldn't it? It'd be a bit weird having lots of American actors uh, play that. So it'd have to be someone with at least an English background. So what, Ild- Ild- Ildris Elba is uh, Lewis's dad? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, your man John is it Boyega from Star Wars? Oh yeah, as Lewis Hamilton or John Clue is it? Oh, your man from uh, remember in Skins? I can't remember his name. He was in Skins, and then he's done like Get Out and stuff. Quite yeah. a young, famous British actor might be good for it, but yeah, we'll soon find out, I guess, and then we'll have that as another F1 Purple Rain exclusive. Yeah, we just start the rumours here and now. May as well. Third third, uh, third race weekend in, we're already starting business rumours. So, lads, what did you think of qualifying? Well, remember I said Latifi's the new Mazepin? <laughs> am, I, am I wrong? <laughs> like, like, Jesus Christ, what is this guy doing this year? He has cost him Williams an absolute fortune. He's just wrecking cars every week. Just like, boom, 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 with the money, flat him. Just making it rain in front, making it rain in front of the engineers. Yep, fix that there, you bastards. Yay! We the easiest paydays in the world. Latifi was, starts, Latifi's race is over, let's get on the beer, done. It was such a stupid crash as well. Like, it was so needless. Like, Latifi moved out of the way. Well, he moved ridiculously out of the way for Stroll to go past. And then he realised Stroll wasn't even on a fast lap. So he tried to, he just went for this gap. And then Stroll just drove into him. <laughs> then that was it. He was, it was a wreck. It was stupid, like. It was, and then obviously that that made Stroll not sit any time either because he he hadn't got his he hadn't got out for his for his lap at all. It was it was the most needless crash in qualifying I think I've seen. You don't normally see that many crashes in qualifying, but it's just been full on. Like it was, it was stupid. Like it was, it was just. <laughs> the bonus part of that was it meant. The bonus part of that meant was uh, it meant Vettel got at least one lap. I think two laps out of that, wasn't he? Yeah, one, one lap. lap. Yeah, yeah, because um, obviously the red flag. Um, postponed Q1 for a bit and that gave them more time to repair Vettel's car because his car was a mess as well and, they, and they're another one who's costing their teams their team a fortune Aston Martin have not had a good start this season like at all terrible start of the season absolutely terrible I heard that the drivers after, after their crashes at qualifying I heard the drivers uh, got the team together to sort of apologise <laughs> <laughs> just like what are you doing like we're three races in you're costing us millions already like <laughs> Wise up. I mean, with the budget cuts as well, they're going to really struggle because it costs, yeah. them, it costs a lot of money to get those cars. What is it? It's like 140 million or something right, this year, isn't it? Is the mm-hmm. cap. And uh, if they keep wrecking cars at this rate, well, then that, that'll be gone in no time. Yeah. Oh, I'd be interested yeah. to see who at the end of the season and how it's penalised, who overspends for sure. Um, there's some some teams I'm already looking at thinking they are yeah. going to overspend. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at one in particular, mostly Williams and Latifi. Like, like, I'm thinking he's already overspent. 
<laughs> maybe he gets yeah, dis- but- maybe he gets discount. <laughs> maybe they've already dragged him in and went, look, mate, see this budget? Yeah, it's gone. Cheers. <laughs> and it's gone. Uh that's gone. But uh the only like apart from the crash, they like in Q1 Mercedes went out right at the end but didn't make the line when the time went out. Like they went out for like no reason. I thought towards the end, like they were comfortably safe to get in the top fifteen. And then it went yeah. out right at the end, didn't cross the line in time, and then just cruised around again. Not unless they were just trying out their tires again, like but maybe. so I'm not sure. Sure, if that was down to the sensors that was put on Max's car for qualifying um, and practice, he's got sensors underneath the bottom of his car to um, test the porpoising of the vehicle. Doug, Doug, we're talking about Hamilton. You were talking about we were talking about Hamilton and Russell in Q1. Yeah, and I'm on about Hamilton. You said Max in Hamilton's car. Oh, you said you said Max. You said Max. I don't know why I said Max. (laughs) Me and Don were just sat here like, Um, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I've seen your face like did I say something wrong yeah no, he's, he's definitely out there um, no I meant Lewis uh, Lewis has got sensors underneath his car to test and adjust for the pole and take as much data as he possibly can from practice and qualifying meant his car was a little bit heavier so I'm not sure if that's one of the reasons why they sent him out at the end knowing that they wasn't going to get them race times in but just to collect the data yeah I think maybe just, they were just trying to see I mean they're obviously still testing a lot of setup on the car and work, trying to work out what works and what doesn't I think I think they're still I think they're still in the dark about how to get the car right but yeah it, definitely I mean looking at qualifying it looks like the McLarens have picked up a bit of pace which is good yeah because if the McLarens look better this race they run obviously a Mercedes engine so you would assume Mercedes at some stage will look well, they can perform better. But, um, yeah, in terms of Q1, like eliminated Albon, Magnussen, Vettel, Latifi, and Stroll. And then obviously Albon didn't make it back to the pits at the end of Q1, which was interesting. And then obviously I've seen that um, Williams didn't fool him enough. They, they didn't, <laughs> maybe, they didn't fool him. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's where they're saving the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just not put any fuel in so this we car. Can't, we can't afford to fill it because Latifi crashed. <laughs> we give you half a time. Just yeah. Try to get back if you can, but we can't afford to bring you back. Better you get a pickup. <laughs> yeah, just just try and coast around as many corners as you can, Albon. Don't use, don't use any fuel. And then if needs be, there's a moped there for you to get home. <laughs> you heard it here first. Williams yeah. uh, saving money on the cost budget from all the crashes by not filling Albon's car with fuel. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably the person who missed out the most was Magnussen going out in Q1 after the performance of, of Haas and himself in the past two races. It's quite disappointing. And it yeah. doesn't look like Haas are anywhere near the pace this weekend. No, it looks like they've lost a lot. Um, I don't know if they've gone back and set up or, or what. It seems a bit of a mystery, doesn't it? Yeah. Big switch sure. around. Uh, some yeah, of the team, yeah. Like McLaren looking faster, Haas looking slower. Um the Alpines are looking good. Yeah, Latifi not crashing. Oh wait, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, that's a that's a recurring theme. The only consistency. Yeah, it's probably going to be in the race director's um, briefing. So you know, guys, um, when the when we have the crash at the beginning of Q1 uh, from Latifi, that we'll have to <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely show the double yellows at first, and then there's potential we red flag it because we always have to remove the car of Latifi. <laughs> Be prepared. Here's the corners on where we expect Latifi to go off. So be aware there'll be a hazard on this corner. Do you reckon um, they spend like, every race circuit now? They just have like a mock up Latifi car smashed on the track somewhere to teach their stewards and marshals how to clean it up. <laughs> like a training video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a, like an induction. When you, Latifi new, when you start a new job, you get an induction video. <laughs> Little high vis jacket. Here's a video of Latifi. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so obviously moving on the Q2, they said a good a good stat that um, 
last time Lewis missed out on consecutive Q3 appearances was 2014. Because obviously they were a bit, they were talking about how he doesn't look as strong in the car this season, and that that would be mental. Like imagine he didn't miss, imagine he didn't even get the Q3, and then he was just sitting there like 11th and 11th and 12th again. That would be mad, absolutely mad. I mean, he's got phenomenal stats in the sport, isn't he? Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's like every like last time. Quite a while. Yeah, it's like every last time Lewis done something was like bad. It was like eight years ago, nine years ago. Just shows how like consistently good he's been. Big surprise in Q2, Fernando Alonso went second fastest. Yeah, that's a huge. That's a huge leap from Alpine. He's a dark horse, definitely. He's never lost his racing touch, has he? No, no. Like he, I, I watched the lap, and the lap was good. Like really good. Like really good from Alonso. Like proper surprise as well. They were shocked, like how, like how quick he was going. Yeah, yeah, but. Like we said last week, or it was week before, Alpine are just kind of sailing along, kind of yeah. unnoticed. Yeah, they really are. They're just not any huge unsung. They're just like unsung heroes at the moment, aren't they? And they're. I think they're probably potentially maybe at the end of the year they'll be challenging for third. I, yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like they look if they keep scoring consistently and doing getting consistent results and qualifying, then they're definitely going to be up there. Like obviously Perez went quickest in in P two. You know, just shows maybe the car this year suiting him a bit more than Max Verstappen. Lewis, interestingly though, was the fastest and the fastest man in the first sector, but could only manage eight. Like, how's he gone so fast in the first sector? And then what's happened in the other two sectors where his car just falls apart? Well, I think it's just all the straights. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They've got zero pace, so they're just shocking yeah. everywhere else. Yeah. He's good at the first like little corners, and that's it. The car just starts falling back. Carlos Sainz, like, did you see like um, in sector two how much his car was bouncing? Yeah, the porpoising on the Ferrari looks yeah. mad. Yeah, like he was yeah, proper bouncing like everywhere. It was it just looked mental. Like way worse than the than the Mercedes has ever looked. This That's year. why I don't understand about the pace of these cars. Is um, the Ferrari looks like it's got the most movement within the car, and like two weeks ago we were blaming the movement being the reason it's not giving you enough uh, constant force on the downforce to hold you to hold to hold you down on the track. But yeah, so the, Fer- think- the Ferrari looks the opposite to that. They're like it looks like a windsock. Yeah. I think during the DRS zones, it stops it focusing so much. And then when it comes to corners, it stops focusing as well. But the Mercedes vehicle is still focusing through the corners, so they can't go as fast through it. Oh, yeah, Whereas the Ferrari, they, they slow right down. Um, the the focusing, sorry, stops a lot more than it does for the Mercedes through the corners. Yeah, the Ferrari in a straight line, though, looks horrendous. And you can see that in sector yeah. in the sector two with um, Sainz. Looks like a slinky. It was. It just looked for <laughs> big, big news though for um, Q2. Who lost their Q3 appearance record? Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas, yeah. Wee. The first time that he has not got the Q3 in a hundred and three races. Oh my god! Like that is mental. Yeah, that's really good as well. I mean, it just goes that's to show how good, that. really good he was. I, I say was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's <laughs> terrible now. Just shocking. Yeah. These are, it's, like, it's one thing to uh, get a good lap on quali, but it's another to mi- start the race to miss the first corner and take out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If only, if only his race starts were as good as his, as his Q3 appearances, <laughs> he'd be flying. I know. But uh, yeah, no, but like that just shows like how consistent he was. Like, you know, even Hamilton didn't do that. No, no. With Bottas being the ultimate teammate until obviously the race starts and then he just always fucks it up. Just turns into a bowling ball. <laughs> yeah. And and we and people call um, George Russell Mr. Saturday. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Mr. Miserable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great race for Mercedes, guys. Uh, I'm really enjoying it here. No, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Leclerc. Just, did you hear about Leclerc asking for the darkest visor? No, I didn't, no. Yeah, so um, Leclerc, Lewis and Max were all complaining about the sun. Ah, okay. Um, like, it was... It looked really dark, but obviously in parts of track where all the trees are, the way it goes from like shadows to ah, yeah. like bright sun, really like sporadically throughout the race at the track. Like Leclerc was like, I, I can't see anything. And then Max was like, I can't fucking see anything. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Completely blinded. <laughs> he was like complaining about loads. And then obviously they all picked like the darkest visor and then they got dark again. I do love listening to Max Moe on the radio. Oh. Oh, it's great. I love it. Makes my makes my day. Uh, then eliminated from Q2 was Schumacher, uh, you, Yuki Tsunoda, um, Valtteri Bottas, unfortunately, and then a poor performance from Pierre Gasly, another heard, driver who's like consistent. I heard a different pronunciation of uh, Joe Guan Yu today. Uh, so, uh, I heard um, Albon uh, uh, reference it as Zhao. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, <laughs> Zhao? I was like, what? Oh Maybe maybe Alvin knows more than knows more than us. Probably we need to we need to find out definitively because uh, we're going to be wrong for the whole season otherwise. Yeah. So is it is it Gojan Yu Gojan Zhu as Albon said, or is it Jordan Close? Like who knows? <laughs> well, it could be Zhao Guan Yu. That could be it. Could be anything. Who knows? Anything. We're asking. We're asking Joseph Close. Yes. Yes. Well. Yes. Yeah. Q three. Another red flag. Alonso. Smashes into the wall and after he was flying on that lap as well. Oh yeah, that that lap was. He even he said himself afterwards he thought that could have been second or third because he was quick in sector one. Then he set the fastest in sector two, and then he just yeah. smashes it. But on the replay it showed that um he couldn't downshift to third gear. You can see his hand like mentally trying to downshift, and he was just stuck in fourth, and then just went straight into the gravel and off. Another funny one, Vettel, obviously so eager, was caught speeding in the pit lane. <laughs> That was that was back that was back in Q one, but they only showed the replay of it uh, and talked about it in Q three. Obviously, being so eager, having missed two race weekends, he just <laughs> he just speeds in the pit lane. How much uh, faster was he going than the limit? Five or six miles an hour, I think, faster. Oh. Pure pure pushing it, obviously. <laughs> uh, Mercedes went out really early in Q three. Like they were the first ones out in track in Q three. I think they're just putting bankers in, aren't they? They're just so afraid because yeah, they were they were they were talking about it. They were doing two outlaps as it was two warm up laps before hitting their their hot lap because mm. it was taking it so long to warm their tires up and get in the proper zone for the qualifying. And then George was like, could you tell Lewis to go faster, please? <laughs> obviously, Lewis was trying to warm his tires up a bit more. Yeah. Holding back the Russell for ages. And Russell was like, can you please tell Lewis to go faster? Mad. Mad situation at Mercedes at the moment. They're trying everything. Aren't they? Throwing everything at it. And then um, Leclerc, well, no, sorry, Sainz had a problem in the garage. And then he, he came out three minutes after he was supposed to come out. And that wrecked his whole qualif- his whole Q3. <laughs> Sainz is just not having a good, good time, is he? Uh, no, not miserable. at all. Because he was like, yeah, I was supposed to come out on track three minutes before, do my outlap, warm myself up, and then go. But obviously, because he was held back so long, he literally had to go out and just smash it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, I wrecked him because he got a finish. He obviously qualified in ninth. And the more he gets himself in his own head, the more he's going to keep making uh, errors. Do you know what I mean? He keeps, as I've said every yeah. week, he's so miserable in every interview. If he continues like that, he's just, he's never going to get out of that rut. Do you know what I mean? No, he I just, he needs to iron out them. Needs yeah. to iron out them mistakes that he makes. So obviously Alonso finished 10th after he didn't set his any times after um, wrecking himself. Science ninth after being held back for three minutes with an issue in the garage. Ocon sold eighth position. Danny Rick seventh. Good qualifying from Danny Rick, you would say, from in the McLaren. Russell 
in sixth. Good play better than what Mercedes thought they would be. Hamilton somehow sneaks into fifth. Again, that's probably better than what Mercedes would think they'd be. Fifth and sixth, pretty good for them. Great lap by Lando Norris into fourth. Probably no way he expected to be fourth. No, I'd definitely not. A, no, not a chance def- he expected to be there. Definitely not. Um, McLaren seemed to have found a bit of pace. I mean, they were like dead last last week at what points yeah, of uh, certain races. So they found something in the car, definitely. Sure. But, but much better performance from both Mercedes cars, McLaren and Mercedes. And then top three, Perez third, Max surprisingly second, but way, way out. Charles Leclerc again, another absolutely storming, storming qualifying lap from that kid. Yeah. He does look good and that car yeah. looks really good. Seems to just found a good, really good rhythm with the car, good balance, good rhythm. Yeah, he's going to definitely... It'll take a lot to catch him. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what um, Red Bull can do from second or third though in the race to see if they can put pressure on him, but that, that car is too... <laughs> Yeah, I think the car's really good as well. Looks the complete package, doesn't it? It looks quicker. I mean, watching him at Quali, it looks quicker than the uh, previous races as well. So Yeah, Red Bull obviously still look quick in a straight line, but Ferrari just look better. Yeah. The Ferrari just looks like a slinky. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's mental. <laughs> or a... Or a... Or a windsock. It's uh, definitely something. Doesn't look like a car. It was, a, it was an interesting call find, to say at least, but sure, we'll get into it. Alpon, uh, Alpon, sorry, obviously has a three grid place penalty from the last race. And like we said, he's been he'd been disqualified from qualifying because they didn't fuel the car up enough, which is hilarious. Money saving. Oh, yes. Yeah, the money saving technique. <laughs> race, race day. What do you think? How good of a race was that? I think it's my third favorite race of the season. So <laughs> <laughs> it, I think it's I think it's on the podium. It's on, it's on the podium. Wow. It's on the podium. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, wow. from the season, it's been my least favorite, uh, which is surprising considering uh, some of the outcomes. But I just think it was a bit boring in the middle. It was a lot of not much really happening. Yeah, like the start was good and then the, the finish was good towards the bottom of the points. But but in terms of like the overall race, it wasn't the best this season. Like, um, Yeah, and I'm not sure what I think about them removing a DRS or having so many DRSs or making all these changes to Albert Park. Uh, interestingly enough, I think uh, when you asked me last week, do you think Danny Rick would agree with me about changing the circuit? Uh, I think he would. Right? Yeah. He would. Yeah, I've seen some interviews with him since we've had that discussion, and he's not—he's not a huge fan of the new changes either. Yeah, he didn't really like buzz about it, did he? He was just kind of like, yeah, it was interesting to say the least. The changes, but it didn't didn't make a great deal. I would say one plus for this week was over four hundred thousand people. Yeah, that's huge. We're here, the biggest sporting event in Australian history. Like that's that's crazy. Over four hundred thousand. Yeah, and if you average out, say nine schooners per person, it's a lot of alcohol. Oh yeah, because Australians love a drink. <laughs> <laughs> they do love a drink. Yeah. I'm sure that river is not drinkable at all. <laughs> no, I, I I would not take a wee sip out of that river one bit. But no, let's uh, let's get stuck into the race then. I know we always make fun of Bottas and his poor starts. But my God, Carlos Sainz probably had one of the worst starts I've seen. I think that's poor start of the season, isn't it? Jesus yeah. Christ! Like he just—it looked like he just didn't move. <laughs> he just—he just sat there. I, I mean, they had issues at the start, didn't they? They had to change the steering wheel, and apparently the settings weren't lined up with uh, they yeah, weren't completely I, t- dialed in or something. Yeah, I find uh, that really strange how the steering wheel helps the setup of the car, 
like it's mental like how like all the information's put into the stairway. Anyway, i know that they sit and look at it but surely they would have uh, like the second stairway fully set up yeah. in case something like this happens yeah you would think so you mean if you have the replacement you wouldn't it's not like you're uh, installing Windows 98, is it? You don't need yeah. you don't yeah. need a manual. <laughs> you, you don't need a manual and a, a CD-ROM, do you? <laughs> a fucking floppy disk. Like, hold on, hold on. I need to put the floppy disk in to, to install that steering wheel. What the fuck? <laughs> like it seemed like chains in his steering wheel completely fucked him up. Yeah, like it really, it really did. Yeah, he went straight into anti-stall. So then he had to hit the clutch again, and then by then he was already like. 14 for something yeah, yeah, 14, 15. Was, yeah. and then yeah and then i think he just i think he's just really struggling mentally at the moment to get his head around the car and i think then yeah. he was he was on the back foot he was aggressive he over he overdid it <laughs> again yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus christ it's the most expensive uh lawnmower albert parks had this year that's for sure oh, oh yeah yeah well, i wonder if someone's got to add in on google are we tagged uh, replace tag that they've I done have- I hope so. I hope so. They did it. They did it in Bahrain, wasn't it last year? For was it was a Bottas, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Bottas. <laughs> the year before. <laughs> Hopefully, someone goes out there and does it because that that's always good crack. I thoroughly enjoyed. But no, like as you said, I think he was a bit desperate and a bit angry at himself that he had such a poor start, and that's and the move that he he tried on Mick Schumacher, and then he just went straight off. I think yeah. it's the first lap of the race. Yes, you're down, but just get yourself settled. Like know, well, yeah. sorry, third, third lap, third, second, third lap, but just get yourself settled into the groove of the race and then go forward. Not not do something as stupid as that that could potentially end your race, which it did. But he started on the hard tide, didn't he? Where the others started yeah. on the mediums. mediums and yeah. he just couldn't get them switched on at the start. And he was falling, wasn't he? He Even after the initial straight in the first few corners, he was still falling back. He was getting taken over by uh, a half and the alpha they're, i think those tires take a while to get switched on those hards but when they're on the it's weird because the first couple of races the hards looked awful but in uh, this race in yeah. particular the hards looked amazing like they were better than yeah. any other tire well if you way. look at if you look at la- last in saudi arabia hamilton it took forever for his hards to get into the groove and when it did he was flying yeah whereas a science decided no i'm gonna go for it right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not, right not, not, wait, back, not right. wait, not try and do some tire management, not try and get them into the good level where you can start pl- plowing through the field. But no, he's like, fuck it, I'm going. I know, right? Just with, and with, then with... he fires into the gravel. There's three DRS zones. It's an easy track. If you've got the fastest car, you should have, you should have ended up on top again. Yeah. And man. Yep. Talking about the starts, Hamilton had an absolute blinding start. And actually, oh, when, yeah. when you watch the replays of the guys around him, they had good starts. It's just Hamilton's was amazing. Like, yeah. Absolutely. No one, ha- no, no one, no one apart from you'd say Sainz had a bad start, like at the front. <laughs> like the only, the only thing that annoyed Perez was he got caught kind of in behind Verstappen and had to pull out a bit. Yeah. Which left that big massive gap with Hamilton just went straight for, yeah. and then Same. Russell went went and went and deep into the corner, and then he had a really good start as well. Yeah, I mean Norris had a good start. He was alongside Perez, who was slightly catching him very very slightly, but just because of the way the pack turned out in the first few corners, Hamilton just like a slippery eel just got straight through. Yeah, he just slid his way in, didn't he? Just yeah. like just sneaked his way in. <laughs> that is a horrible noise. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking stuff. No, everyone had a, everyone had a good start, but see the uh, like you see how powerful the first DRS bit was in the turn three, like how much um, Sergio Perez came from for Hamilton. Yeah, like, I know, like I know the Red Bull's more powerful, like in a straight line, but that DRS it wiped out Hamilton's advantage in like no time at all, yeah. and he just 
he just breezed past. Yeah, there was no fighting at all. It's weird because uh, the the one good thing about the Mercedes this year is they look better on tyres. Like uh, he was catching Perez. And Perez is supposed to be the king of uh, tire management, but uh, oh yes, yeah, first... Perez is the king is the king of tire management because Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel don't exist in this world. People say this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then let's, I'll rephrase it. Perez is supposed to be very good, uh, which he is very good at tire management. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying people say he's the king, but then forget like how good Lewis and like yeah. Seb are. Well, you... I know we haven't seen it from Seb because he doesn't really have the car underneath him and he can't really do a lot, but. Everyone knows how good Seb can be with his tires. And obviously Hamilton is Hamilton. You know, my tires are gone. Oh, no, purple, purple, purple. Like, <laughs> I was like, thinking he would, he would catch him again towards the end, to be honest, because he was catching him before the first stint and really catching him as well. I was like, oh, my God, actually, this looks like it's going to come really into our hands. But then, uh, obviously, uh, Red Bull covered it. They pitted him in early. Uh, Hamilton got a slight overcut and ended up in front of him again anyway. And then... Uh, yeah. But then that's where the power of the Red Bull just came again, where... He just took them. The the Lahards were just too good. They were lasting too long. It was interesting that um, Red Bull pitted for Stappen so early. But if he looked at his front left tire, it was it was gone. Like the gradient on his front left tire was way way down. Yeah, he was uh, he was flat spotting as well. Yeah, yeah. He he locked up, didn't he? And then he complained about his tires, which he seems to do quite a lot these days. He's complaining. Aston, but, uh, yeah. Aston Martin gambled a bit, and they pitted really early. Oh, they pitted twice, didn't they? With Stroll. Yeah, yeah Stroll like. It was. It seemed really strange. Stroll pitted, and then he appeared the pits again. And I was like, I thought they were showing a replay of his pit stop for some reason. And then I was like, No, no, he's pitted again. And I was like, Why? <laughs> he did like one lap on mediums. And then I was like, Ah, oh, fuck that. Still didn't get confirmation. Why? It was just a mistake. They went to put hards on. Because no, he started on the hards, didn't he? And then he went to the mediums, and then the next lap he was in just for the hards again. It made no sense at all. I didn't. Still don't understand it at all. Yeah. I, I, I didn't get that because I, I honestly thought it was a replay and I was like oh what's happened here with Stroll why they're showing a replay then I realised it was a different angle and then he had different tyres on and I was like what <laughs> I was like what's going on <laughs> so so confused I just I mean Aston Martin I just feel for them Jesus Christ yeah absolute shock on weekend like Vettel just lost it it's such a weird part of the course as well you, you very rarely see people go off in the car park section yeah I think he, it, clipped, he, he clipped like both sides he kept the curb on the left and then he went over the curb on the right and then that was it and then he was gone yeah it, but even the commentators were saying it's a very weird place to to lose it I think uh, he bottomed out over the the curb on the corner and then I think when he put power down he's putting power down on one side because he was sort of yeah, like and then, yeah. pivoted on the on the sausage curve and then yeah I don't know yeah shocking weekend for them though like like uh, terrible weekend uh, really bad yeah I'm um, I'm not sure they'll be able to afford to finish the season <laughs> <laughs> they might have to start trying uh, Williams tactics and filling the car yeah. with less fuel yeah yeah it's gonna be I think it'll be a toss up between Aston Martin and Williams who's gonna go um, over their budget first <laughs> <laughs> yeah it definitely is as well. Mad. Uh, just going back to Sainz's crash, I was just there well, watching him ride off on the moped right past the crowd. That's got to be the, the most depressing uh, moped ride of your life. Just, just oh, sat, yeah. Just, just sat there holding on to some random guy you don't know. Like, oh. Just just waving like, yep, yep, I'm shit. Yep, yep, I fucked it. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. I can't even imagine that was like. And then oh, yeah, as soon as you be. get back into the uh, Palak Paddock, you're just being hounded by media all the time. Yeah, all and, and, you have, and you have to go as well. And you have yeah. to go and do your media appearance as well. It's like, so how do you feel about the race? It lasted three laps. What do you think? Like, come on. <laughs> like, Probably like, the worst three laps yeah. of my life. So 
what happened? Uh, I fucked it. Uh, I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> like, it's it must be so depressing for a driver to go out so early, and then they're just standing there doing their interviews, just hearing zoom, zoom, and people going yay, and they're like, ah, oh, well, obviously that race is interesting. I'm not involved in. But the first safety car, like a lot of people lost out in that first safety car. Yeah, like big time. Like the Alpha Tauri, like Alphas were, they were actually doing quite well, and then just went nowhere afterwards. They dropped way, way down from that first safety car. And Lewis Hamilton headed one lap too early. Safety car comes out, but then George Russell pits at the opportune moment and ends up up into third. Yeah, really lucky with the, really, really lucky with the safety car. Because they were joking about it on commentary when Lewis Hamilton was like, have I lost out positions? And they're like, yes. And they were like, oh, is that Lewis? Is he complaining about a safety car again? And they're like, oh, do you mean the one from, do you mean the one from Jenna? And then they're like, no, no. Ted was like, no, no. I'm thinking of another safety car incident that he might be complaining about. <laughs> and Crofty was like, can we not just move on from Abu Dhabi? Like, come on. <laughs> no, we cannot. Ted Ted loves it. Ted living the dream of just uh, living that bubble of Abu Dhabi. Like, it's a sore point for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. I, I don't think it's been mentioned at all, Like, to be fair. <laughs> if uh, Carlos Sainz is going to have the lawn named after him, I think the, the Germans are going to have the gravel named after them. Uh, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Did, I'm pretty sure every German driver clipped the gravel in at some yeah. stage. Yeah, they all went in. They all went in for a little uh, sandpit play, didn't they? Yeah. Are we dipping? Are we are we dipping the gravel? Gee, uh, the radio message that every driver probably hates was the one that George Russell received, where it went, "George, it's about management. If Perez comes at you, don't fight him." <laughs> and George was like, "Well, that's not what I wanted to hear." <laughs> like, must have been raging. Surely he must have known, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You can see his tyres just melting off. Like... <laughs> it's, it reminded me of the amount of times where Bodas got the message, Valtteri, it's James. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, James. <laughs> it's that message. So, to, those that who, <laughs> to those who it concerns, Fuck you. Fuck you. That must have been the like the most dreaded thing for Bottas to hear was Valtteri it's James because that basically meant uh, Lewis is faster than you move out of the fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit pity on the steering wheel they don't get cooler ID. It's just like no. <laughs> yeah, it's like nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. I no, didn't, no, I no, didn't no. see that one. No, 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 no. It'd be interesting this season how many times they go to Russell. Yeah, don't bother fighting, mate. Just, just, just manage. <laughs> Just to leave them alone. But they called they called team orders on uh, Ricardo and Norris, didn't they? Yeah, they said just to don't fight. I'm shocked by that. Which, it's race three, but, and it's his home race. Yeah, well, that's what we were talking about while we were watching the race, though. Like, were Mercedes and McLaren happy enough with the points that they looked like they were getting? Because they were so far behind the front, the front couple, and then the gap between like between them and the rest of the cars was so big that they were kind of just in their own little world at times. And was is there a need is there a need to risk this early in the season? Your drivers fighting position to take each other out when you can get some really good big points when you know your car isn't good enough. I mean it was interesting to see the race where the McLarens were behind the Mercedes. They weren't uh, really challenging them to overtake them even with the DRS. Russell managed to hold them off for a, a long period of the race. Yeah, he had both of them behind, and Russell didn't have DRS from Hamilton because Hamilton went off a little bit off the front. It was really interesting to see that they just couldn't take them. So I mean, I know it's the same powertrain, but um, maybe that just shows you how powerful the Red Bull really is as well. Yeah, because I think but, the McLaren looked faster this weekend yeah. in general. Well, 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 they said that, didn't they? The McLaren drivers said we thought we'd be faster than the Mercedes. Yeah, like like we we thought we're way quicker. Even like George Russell said after the race, actually that. He thought they were the fifth slowest car today. 
or would be the fifth that they said that they'll be behind Alpines. I cannot believe that they are uh, leading the constructors. No, they're second in the constructors. So I, 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 when I said it, I realised I might have made a mistake yeah. as well. Yeah. Hang on, I cannot. But, be- let me wait. wait. I cannot believe they are leading the constructors. No, <laughs> I've done it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. I cannot believe they're second in the constructors. I know. Like, who would have thought they were second in the they be second in the constructors after three races? It's ludicrous. Uh, it's I could have thought after he was thought throughout three races there'd be ten points ahead of Red Bull. Unbelievable. Well, we bet on it last race. Yeah, you said Kevin Magnussen would win Australia. It's more likely that Kevin Magnussen yeah, would win Australia would win than, than Mercedes uh... to be ahead of Red Bull. <laughs> And, and here we are discussing Mercedes being ahead of Red Bull in the constructors. Oh my god! What is what powertrain is in that bloody uh, Red Bull? Is it a Skoda with NOS? <laughs> <laughs> How on earth is it breaking down every race? Every that race. was. I, I know we said that we'd be unbiased on this show, but I've never been happier to see that clip of Max Verstappen just slowly gliding towards the edge of the track and pulling off. Like that was unbelievable. Yeah. At first I thought it was Perez and I was like, oh well Perez, who really cares about him? And then I seen the one and I was like, that's Max Verstappen. I was like that yeah, I was like, Yes! <laughs> Get to him. I like the, <laughs> I think the stewards on that was also in the same boat because they just stood there watching it go up in flames for, for a couple of seconds before before Max was like, come and put it out, put it out. Yeah, I saw that as well. I, like Max was proper telling them where to where to aim. So he knew, he must have known what the issue was. Like, and the marshals are like, We could see it on the, the camera and he was stood by next to it just ignoring it. And the marshals are just like, nah, nah. Hang on a minute, sorry, just give us two seconds. Just let me finish this beer. Oh. <laughs> I'll put it this far in a second, mate. I, I, I did feel... I did feel sorry for Alonso today. Yeah, I actually thought, I mean, he came out and said he thought he was going to be on the podium uh, as well. Yeah, he, like, like his... even Ocon said as well, like, he was unhappy finishing where he did. He was hoping for a higher place. And then obviously Alonso, like, finishing dead last. I know. I thought I, during the race, I thought that this is a masterclass. He is, bearing in mind, he got the tyres on uh, from the start. I, I thought, this is amazing. This They've they've nailed this strategy completely. He's keeping up on the old tires just as fast as everyone on new tires because it takes so long to get these hards going. I thought this is a masterclass. He's going to end up really high in points. And then they got the uh, safety car pit stop, and I was like, oh my god, he's he's going to fucking smash it here. And they were just fucking nowhere. Like the mediums were awful, yeah. awful. Like the, the like the, the mediums fell apart so quickly because he pitted again for another set of mediums afterwards. Because of how much the deg had been on the mediums that he pitted with. And you thought, like, when they pitted him and Mags and pitted at the same time, you're like, okay, here we go. Last X amount of laps, these guys are going to fly through the order. Yeah. Everyone's on their hards. These are on the mediums. They'll smash it. And they just did, did nothing. Yeah, I thought they were going to be a scuffle, like a second quicker. They were just going to rip, like rip through the rip through the pack. But it was like they put on a set of bananas, and they, it was awful. they were so pure, like on them. Yeah. And then, but I think the masterclass strategy of the day has to go to Alex Albon. Yeah. And William. Yeah. Like, like he like he made the entire last 57 laps. <laughs> And then pitted on the end for softs and came ten and and came tenth. You know, if he'd set fastest lap on the softs, that would have been that would be brilliant. That, that would have been, been amazing. Absolute fucking amazing. You got two points, doubled his points. Yeah. <laughs> like like talking of fastest laps, like how desperate was the Claire? Every time towards the end, he's like, Can we set fastest lap, please? 
And they're like, no, no, don't worry. We've got the time. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm going for fast. I'm going for fast lap. But he didn't understand. And he pulled he... it again on the final lap anyway as well. Yeah. Didn't he? He, he got fastest yeah. lap on the last lap. Yeah. Because they, they, were, they were saying in commentary, like George Russell was only half a second off the fastest lap at one point. And somehow just... Leclerc was like, I, I need to do this. I don't understand uh, why he was getting so upset. And he was like, uh, like getting confused with the team. They're like, no, it's not worth it, basically. And he was like, uh, okay, but uh, like really confused as he's going 150 miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, uh, okay, uh, but uh, why? And then it, it just seems like he's made the decision. They're like, no, no, don't worry about it. He's like, um, I've took what you said on a consideration and decided, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm going for fast as lap. And this just shows how fast the Ferrari speed is going at the minute. I mean, between first and second, you had Leclerc saying, can I push for the fastest lap? And then over the radio, you had Perez checking to make sure his team was still awake. <laughs> yeah, that, I did enjoy Literally that. Between first and second. And you're like, between second, surely, you know, they should be well up there. And you got, are you still awake, guys? Well, to be fair to Perez, he was like 20 seconds off Leclerc. And Russell was yeah, Russell was three or four seconds down the line. Like there was nothing more Red Bull could have done. To be fair, even with even if Max stayed in the race, I don't think they had anything. Uh, to yeah, that, that's what I mean. It just shows how fast that Ferrari is. It's unreal. Do you know what I love is uh, the sleepless nights Horner now has thinking about uh, Matteo Bonotto instead of thinking about uh, what Toto is up to. He's now in his head. How, like, how did we miss this? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it's like not being able to sleep. I can't believe it. I was so focused on Toto. Fucking <laughs> the Mercedes. I, know, I can't wait for like Helmut Marco. Like he came out and said that they'll have a nicer championship battle with Ferrari. But you know, at some stage, Ferrari will be so far ahead that Helmut Marco will just snap yeah. and say something absolutely ludicrous. And then obviously, that's when uh, Christian Horner comes out and starts saying his mental, his mental shit. Oh, definitely. It's it'll, there's no way it'll be nice in ten races time. There's no, no way. Just because they had one good race together, racing yeah. back and forth. I mean, they've already started on the on the TV. They've already started clipping together old races from each other of Leclerc and Max of when they were kids and stuff. They've managed to dig yeah. up of how they're really good friends at racing and stuff. I'm like, oh please, like yeah. it's racing. It's fuck, not fuck off. <laughs> I mean, let's look at Rosberg and Hamilton. They were racing way earlier than anybody else. I was just about to say that. And no one... I reckon. I reckon at some point this year. They'll make out Rosberg, like, uh, sorry, Leclerc and, and Verstappen, out to be like Hamilton and Rosberg, two, yeah. two, two great friends yeah. colliding for a championship, and it's all over. Yeah, 100%. Well, to be honest, it's already all over for Rebel. <laughs> 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 they need to focus on finishing races. Not... <laughs> did, did, you, did you see that quote from Verstappen at the end? Uh, maybe, yeah. He, he was asked about the race, and he goes, I don't even want to think about the championship now. It's just about finishing races. It's pretty frustrating and unacceptable. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh. he lost it after three races. Yeah. He's fucking rich. Well, he's behind Hamilton in the championship. Yeah. <laughs> he's already behind Hamilton. We're three races in. He's still behind Hamilton. Back where he belongs. Uh, Who, who's going to finish more races, Latifi or, or Max? The way oh, that's, oof. Ooh, that's, a, that's a big, big shout there. Oh, I think the, the I think it'll be Latifi because the Mercedes engine's a bit more reliable than whatever that piece of shit Red Bull have under their car. Oh, they basically have a rocket. <laughs> yeah. It's got a good chance of blowing up. Yeah. It might take you to the moon. Latifi just needs to remember, like, 
it's not a destruction derby. The Formula One race, he just doesn't have to smash his car up every time, and he'll be and he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But I mean, at least at Imola will be the first pro- proper like open track. I mean, it's still like proper barriers in this in Albert Park. Yeah. Isn't there? So there'll be a bit more runoff and a bit more forgiving. We will see yeah, in be, Imola in two weeks. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. But no, that was as you said, probably the third best race this this season. You know, agree. It was. It's, it's the third best. Yeah, like. <laughs> The start of the race is really interesting, obviously, with science and, you know, safety car and, and stuff like that. But then, like, the whole middle portion of the race was just people managing. Like, Leclerc and Verstappen were so far ahead of everybody else that it was just... And then Perez was on by himself. And then you had, like, Russell, Hamilton, Norris, Ricardo, who were just in that little four-car train for a while. Yeah, in that, in that four-car train, he was talking about um, management again for the overheating side of it. And that's why Ricardo was not... To overtake at a certain point. Yeah, he was told to keep his engine cool. And it was the same with Hamilton as well. He was he said he was told to keep his engine cool. That's why he couldn't push towards the end uh, to get George. That's why he just kind of had to watch. He says he just had to watch from afar, George battling um, Perez. But Lewis did say at the end he was, he was happy enough, you know, with the result. He was delighted with that they scored really good points. But obviously the engine overheating seems to be an issue with these Mercedes cars, which hopefully they can get fixed. Because if Danny Ricardo can't go and fight Lando Norris in his home race and Hamilton can't go and actually try and challenge Russell. You know, there must be something going on with the engines. Yeah. <clears throat> well, at least they see out the end of the whole race. So, yeah. Yeah. At least, at least Mercedes didn't have a like engine retirement, to, to be fair. Have they no. had one this season yet? Engine retirement. Um, Maybe no, with, uh, no, with the Aston Martins. They must have oh, been. no. Danny Ricardo, didn't he? He stopped in Saudi Arabia, didn't he? Mm-hmm. His yeah. engine. Yeah. It's obviously not on the same level as Red Bull powertrain where every single race they've had a DNF. You know, obviously they just decided to make it the fastest they could, but not do anything about reliability. <laughs> just yep, we'll strap this rocket to it. But who cares if it breaks every race? <laughs> yeah. I mean Horner based on has said that this time it wasn't an engine issue. He said uh, he doesn't think That's... it's related. But I mean they were working on the car you said as well that they were working on the car on the formation lap taking it apart. But they he reckons it's not related. But I think they must have known the issue because, like we were saying before, with the fire extinguisher, he sort of knew where they wanted to. Like it wasn't like the like the stewards are spraying the car down, but Max was like in a particular spot, like no, there, right in there. That's where save that. And the and the, and the marshals like, you mean you mean over this side? Okay, no, 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 over here. It's it's it's, it's there. It's the tree there. They're like okay, we'll spray this other bit here. But I don't think they knew what it was because Max just came out and said, "I can smell something." Yeah, a weird. And then. Yeah, like a weird fluid. Like maybe he pissed himself. <laughs> maybe that's a weird fluid. Maybe that's a weird fluid. Yeah, smell. He's, he's never had to deal with it himself. <laughs> yeah, Horner's like, Horner's on. Horner's always been there to clean himself up. <laughs> exactly, he's always been licked down. That's a weird smell. Uh, can you describe the smell for us, Max? Uh, smells like pish, but <laughs> I don't. That's definitely the fuel. Definitely the fuel. Uh, you know, it must be so hard for, for Horner at the moment as well, because he's got such a hard on for Max. Like, even when he came out to, like, congratulate Perez, he did it, like, half-heartedly. He was like, yeah, Perez was a solid drive. Uh, we scored the best result we could. I'm thinking, well, thanks, thanks, team boss. I got second. Yeah. That's all that yeah. Max was going to get today. 
I know. I, must... I know, but <laughs> I... but as you know, as you know, fine, rightly, if it was Max that was second, yeah, but yeah, Max drove that car to the limit. Yeah, yeah. You know, he done such an amazing job to get that car to second place. You know, yeah. <laughs> like oh, on the radio. Oh, congratulations, Max! You did a really good job to get you're the best driver I've ever seen ever. Yeah. Yeah. We had issues with the car, Max, but you drove that car to the limit. It's like shut up, Horner, you absolute prick. I know. Yeah. Just can't get enough. <clears throat> he is. Oh, I, I. As I said before, I hate him. I didn't even, I didn't even notice that. No, no, no. I, I don't make it obvious that I hate Christian Horner. And then, and then when he talks about Perez, it's just flat. Like a George Russell interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy to get a podium with Mercedes. It's, uh, I'm just super delighted. First one in three races for Mercedes, I... and only the second in his career. Brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's he, so he, he couldn't be happier. He could not be happier. I know. You know, actually, someone I was uh, saw an interview with him, and he said, "Yeah, I just found out I'm second in the championship." He's like, "Oh my god, you just realised that you're doing all right. You should stop moaning all the time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would have said if I was the reporter. Yeah. So you're going to be happy from now on, or are you just going to be miserable? How about you, cheer up? You're second. Yeah, because you have Lewis Hamilton here. He's like overly delighted, finishing fourth, and then you're like, "Yeah, I got the podium. It was great." Love it. That's like, come on, mate. You're driving from Mercedes, the car you've always wanted to drive, and you just act like you barely even care. Mind you, science was actually more a beak in considering talking about moody people in the in the interviews. Yeah. Either well, I think he's realised <laughs> if he doesn't change his attitude, it's not going to change his driving. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, though he was very honest, though he said he, he he himself made a few mistakes and stuff. Like you know, he definitely has the quality. He's yeah. a good driver, and he definitely, definitely has the car underneath him to score massive points and race victories, but he just needs to get them mistakes out of the way. But we've seen it before with drivers keep making mistakes, and then once they are on the mount, you know, they turn into something good. Do you want to run through the top 20, though, the classification of this race? Yeah, I will do, yeah. So um, number 20th, we have Signs. Uh, DNF, as we've discussed, yeah, basically just couldn't get his shit together after his poor start. He uh overdone it, didn't he? Overcooked it, got too, yeah. uh, too messed up trying to catch up. Uh, in at number 19, we have Vettel, another DNF. Uh, another. Aston Martin have really got to work on their budget this year <laughs> to pay for all these car crashes. Then our favorite DNF of the day, uh, in at number 18, we have Max Verstappen. Yes, <laughs> yeah. This one is, uh, yeah, an interesting one. They, they're not sure if it's engine-related. They're sort of saying it's not, but it looks like it is. Yeah, they're saying it's more to do with the fuel, doesn't it? Yeah. The fuel line, but sure, we'll find out at some stage. In at 17, we have Alonso. Shocking, really, because I thought he was going to get around P5, P6 today. The, it just did not work out for him going onto the mediums. Absolutely shocker. Yeah. <clears throat> In at 16, we have Latifi. Amazingly, he didn't crash during the race. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Saving that budget, saving, yeah, saving those, uh, saving those chassis. In at fifteenth, uh, Sonoda. Actually, Sonoda and Hamilton and another driver were the best at, off the start today. The uh, three drivers took two positions off the start. Yeah, uh, but he uh, he just fell back, didn't he? Uh, after they had the, they came into pit early when they had the safety car. They lost out big time to the first safety car, the uh, Alpha Tauris. 14th was Magnussen. Her from Magnussen, the FSA, to be fair, after his last two race performances. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they just seem to have lost the pace today. In at 13th, we had Mick Schumacher. 
another, the other Hash driver also struggling yeah. for pace, but nice to see that he was ahead of Magnussen. But I think yeah. that was down to strategy more than actual pace. Yeah, definitely. 12th, the other Aston Martin uh, managed to finish the race, but also I got into the wars, had penalties for weaving down the straight more than once. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was funny. It's funny when uh, he was getting chased by Gazi, and they were like, "Lance, no weaving, please, no weaving." <laughs> like idiot. I mean, to be fair, Aston Martin just looked like a joke so far this season. They really need to sort yeah. it out. In at eleven, we have uh, Joe Guan Yu, or also known as uh, Joe Guan Close. Joe Guan Close, or also or... Known as Zhao Guan Yu, <laughs> or anyone else have any ideas? I, I don't know. Let's just call him Dave. Dave. In at 11, we have Dave, the other Alfa uh, Romeo driver. Then comes the top 10. Uh, so for the points, we have Albon. Absolute stellar drive. Uh, to come, but in a Williams to come from yeah. the, the back with the penalties he brought in to get a point. Riding the hard tyre for 55 <laughs> laps. Unbelievable. That's, that's It's crazy like how he made them, like, how they made them long, um, hard tyres last that long. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. In at number ninth, the other Alpha Tower, Gasly. Again, they they decision on the uh, strategy today was what cost them dearly, dearly, dearly. Uh, in at number eight, we have uh, Valtteri Bottas. Uh, Good points for Valtteri. Yeah, he's been really steady. Uh, he's not crashing off the start, so this is always, uh, <laughs> yeah. always, yeah. always a good race for Valtteri if he makes the first lap. Well, well, we'll wait and see until there's a wet race and then see if a carnage he causes after oh, I, ca- I cannot wait for a wet race. In at seven, uh, Ocon, he was managing temp quite a bit. Yeah, he was all, He was also unhappy with his um, performance as well. He said that they, he thought they were quicker than the Mercedes and that they should have been higher up. But again, good points for um, Alpine again. Just need to be consistent and scoring these kind of points, I think. In at number six, uh, Ricardo probably could have had fifth today, but he was given team orders, totally had to stay behind Norris, <clears throat> which is a shame. Uh, but they would look like they were never going to overtake the Mercedes anyway. In at number five, Norris, strong qualifying, strong race, but they never seemed to have the pace to take the Mercedes. Uh, Russell seemed to hold them off the whole, whole way around the track. Yeah. Ham- Hamilton fourth, really good start. He got done by also by the uh, other cars pit, car, yeah. pitting under the safety car. But a fourth is a solid, really solid result. I mean, I don't think he was expecting fourth at any point during the race. Uh, no. luck- luckily, um, the signs and Verstappen obviously DNF today. Russell, really lucky race. Obviously, he's just been, but he was sturdy. He was there to pick up the points when yeah, they were available. Like, like as you said, lucky, but he didn't do anything wrong either. No, exactly. he drove a really solid, solid drive today. Really faultless. Perez also faultless today. They're ready to pick up second place when the others weren't uh, there. And uh, lastly, in at number f- uh, one, uh, Charles Leclerc, obviously driver of the day. He got the full house of fastest yeah, lap. The Grand Slam. The Grand Slam. Thank you. Grand Slam. Yeah. We got the fastest lap. The driver of the day. The pole. The win. And I believe it's another thing as well, isn't it? It's the pole position, fastest lap race win, and then he led every lap. Grand and Slam. do you know? Do you know who he's the first Ferrari driver since who? Fernando Alonso. When? 2005. Six. Six? When he was driving for Renault? I'm guessing. <laughs> you, put, put, you put me on the spot. I don't do well under pressure. Yes, yes Fernando Alonso was the last Ferrari driver 15. to get a Grand Slam in a Renault. 2015. When he was driving for McLaren? Uh, you would you like to tell me? I know the driver. I just don't know. Singapore, 2010. Thank you. It was the last time a Ferrari driver 12, got a Grand Slam. 12 years ago. See that? Yeah. Good math. Yeah. 
Nailed it. Nailed it after <laughs> several I, attempts. <laughs> I, put, I pulled it back on the mat. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, unbelievable drive from Leclerc, yeah. But as races go, it's uh, third on the podium. Yep, we'll see. We'll see how Emma stacks up with the rest of these back in Europe. Hoping for a race. home race. So it'd be interesting to see how they perform. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting everyone on the break, how many people were going to bring upgrades or not. I think that's going to be the key. I'm also well, hoping for a wet race. Yeah. Interesting about upgrades, McLaren have said that they're not going to spend money on small upgrades. They're only going to save and bring out big upgrades throughout the year that will make a big difference, obviously, with the cost cap. Well, let's see how many times they crash and that, how that plan changes. Yeah. yeah, I think I can only see Williams and Aston Martin bring out maybe like a bit of duct tape on a wing or a side pod with the amount of money they're going to be spending on smashing their cars up every, every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to come out with an extra bumper, like crumple zones. Yeah. They're going to invest in crumple zones. It'll be the next upgrade for Williams might be Latifi driving a bus. So he doesn't smash it up anymore. <laughs> all that, all that beeping noise when you like when you reverse a car when you're too close yeah. to the wall. Beep, 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 I did, beep, 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 beep. I, I did see a tweet today saying that the only Aston Martin that had a clean race was the safety car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was well choppy race, wasn't it? People were off quite a lot. I think Seb's yeah. moped's done more laps than Seb itself. No, that's true. Moped's yeah, it is, that is true. And then Vettel said there's too much wrong with his car to say what's actually wrong with it. <laughs> Says he can't he can't specify which thing's wrong because there's so much that's going that's going bad with it. Yeah, they're in a bad a, place, aren't they? It's uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, that was a it was a good race still. Obviously, third as we've agreed this year. And then there was just some things that like one of the things I want to talk about from after the race is Paul DeResta. Fuck me, that guy's doing my tits in already this year. Like he's just <laughs> he's just implying there's so much drama happening within these teams. Like he was talking about Mercedes, and I was he was saying, you know, there's obviously that frustration, friction now between Hamilton and Russell. Is there, mate? Because I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he was talking about Ferrari. He was like, yeah, obviously, you know, the whole team is around Charles Leclerc. You know, he's the one delivering, and scientists kind of being pushed to one side. Is he? <laughs> maybe like, he's looking. Maybe he's looking for a job in Netflix. <laughs> exactly. Maybe maybe he's Netflix's fucking spy, the one who oh. makes up all the rumors. Like the guy had the guy raced fifty nine times in F one, and he talks the with, biggest pile of shite ever. With three races in, three races in. Like, how can he be coming to these conclusions already about team battles with three races in? I think some yeah. teams are more worried about uh, scoring points, like McLaren and Mercedes. Hold back, leave it, guys. Let's just get the points. We need it. Yeah. We are not there. And there's definitely going to be no inter team fighting in Ferrari here, probably just astonished that they're so far ahead already. <laughs> like, like they're already going to be like, they're already going to be like, okay, right now we're um, signed by the way, you just play second fiddle to Leclerc, you do nothing the rest of the season. No, it's like, no, no, there's no way. I mean, but not to came out and said, no way, there's no yeah, way. Like, and Paul, I just like Paul Resta, I think he just talks the biggest pile of shake. Uh, talking about the commentators, I do want to make a notable mention. Last week, I ranked the uh, top 99 slash top 13 slash top 12 or 10. Yeah, slash uh, top 10 plus two. <laughs> top 10 plus two presenters for Formula One. And I shockingly, nobody written in to complain, but shockingly, I forgot to make a notable mention for Murray Walker. Obviously, he is... Uh, I would have to rethink my whole list because he'll be very, very close to the top, if not top. Yeah, uh, he I is one say, of, I think he'll probably get there undoubtedly best presenters ever to cover the sport and a, a true true legend and, and you left them out yeah and i completely forgot him which is yeah uh, i'm now trying to rectify if you'd let me yeah. <laughs> you mentioned 
Karun jammed up ahead of Murray Walker. Well, technically, how does that? How does that, how does that make you feel? Technically, technically, also Will Buxton in '99 was yeah, ahead. Yep, 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 yep. The guy who just states the obvious. <laughs> yeah. While you're doing your rejig, are you going to move Big Ted around after witnessing him shooing some Heineken art today after the match? After the match, after the race. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ted yeah. Kravitz making a shoey. It's a hard. I'd have to rethink the whole list. Him yeah. doing he a shoey. He, he, he said he would do it again as well. Yeah. <laughs> he said until next time. But he managed to find a. <laughs> he managed to find a doctor to check that it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only okay. <laughs> <laughs> to check he's not going to die. And the doctor yeah. said, "You might get athlete's foot of the stomach." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, that sounds horrible. That's worse than dying. And then and Ted was like, what's the cure? Yeah. Here's tonight, just Ted getting rude off of vodka. <laughs> I love the medical the medical opinion of it is, well, Ricardo's all right, so you should be fine. Yeah, you should be fine, mate. That was good. That, that was good. That was a good bit of the, of the, of the race today. I like just seeing him doing that shit. And he, he just finds a static fan out of nowhere. Yeah, mad in Australia. Unbelievable. But that's Ted, though. That's Ted all over. He's just an absolute laugh. And he and he and they bumped into one of the new um, race directors. And he, Ted was like, "Well, that's when the guys replacing Michael Massey." And he goes, "Oh no, maybe I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have mentioned Michael Massey in Australia." Oh, 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 god! And in front of him, <laughs> I was like, "Maybe I'll just move on." One of my favourite things that Ted said today was apologising for mentioning it so much about Max DNFing. Oh, have I already said that? Oh. Have I said that already before? Yeah, so Max Max DNF. I think it's quite I mean, funny the way that he, he goes on about it quite a lot. He I mean, he's not wrong. Time as well. I mean, Max is just DNFs all the time now, which is great. So hopefully he'll have more DNFs than uh, Riss wins this year. In the words of Meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. Hopefully two out of three DNFs. <laughs> yeah, two out of three DNFs. Did you, um, did you see Ted's bit in his notebook when he went up to um, Haas? There were like race strategists was sitting there. And he was chatting about how their lack of pace this weekend. And he goes, no, I don't want to talk about this, like rumours. But there's a there's a, a vicious rumour going around the paddock that Ferrari <laughs> decided to turn down Haas's engine because they were getting too good. <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he was like, that can't be true. He's like, we all we all think it's uh, just that they came here for bad setup. Bringing Magnussen in and getting him so close to the Ferrari, let's turn that bad boy down right now. Yeah, Hasser, Hasser. We can't have Haas competing for a world championship. That'd be stupid. I hope that's true. Uh, but it's probably not, obviously. But I'm sure the conspiracy theorists are going to be reeling oh, yeah. with things. I, they're right, they're ready, probably. Yeah, 100%. Well, we're going to I think the goal this year is we definitely start a couple of our own. Heard it here vicious, first. Vicious podcast rumor. Here we go. <laughs> vicious podcast rumor. <laughs> Well, guys, well, that was a, it was an eventful race, but a boring race at the same time. Uh, hopefully next week will be, I think in two weeks' time, Imola is going to be bring a bit more to the table. We'll be back in Europe. There'll be some upgrades for some teams. Uh, it should be interesting to see how they've been working or not working uh, during the break. We'll see everyone back in uh, Imola in two weeks. Yeah, and that was a good race down under. Hopefully Imola will be as good, if not better. So, Dom, do you want to sign us off today? Thanks for listening. We'll see everyone on the other side. See you on the other side. You'll hear yeah. us on the other side. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hear us on the other side. <laughs> Yes, on the other side. Thanks for listening. Thanks for stopping by. Catch you stay guys. classy, listeners. You stay classy. We need to come up with more signatures. I, I don't know what's. I don't know what's worse: our sign-off, our intro, uh, the oh. content, the podcast name, the podcast logo, <laughs> the audio quality. I don't know. <laughs> it's all bad. We need to stick to something. Thanks for listening. Hear you on the other side. Blip.
Yeah, I, I, I'm really happy to uh, get on the podium with Mercedes. It's just a dream come true for me. I wish to have more this season. I'm also really ecstatic about the podcast, so thanks everyone for listening.